Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. All right, welcome to episode 24. It's called Work. We are currently at Makiba's work. <laughs> no, we're not. Are we? No, no. Okay. Undisclosed location. This song will never get old to me, but that's because Rihanna's the shit. Yeah, she is. She's so gorgeous and has her hands in so many different things. Talk about career woman. Oh my gosh, working everywhere. She's got the clothing line, the makeup. lingerie line, the makeup, jewelry too, I think I saw an article. She was just in an article today talking about she's really shy. Do you believe that? A little bit. Okay. I, I think she likes to stick with like a close-knit crew and that's it. Have you ever seen her out partying or like crazy drunk stumbling no. out of a club? She's, she's not like that. She's just too badass and bold to be shy in my right. mind. Like she just, she seems too fearless. Maybe you can be shy and daring, but I just don't equate the two. Yeah. But we're talking about work today because, why are we- <laughs> I'm like, why are we talking about work? <laughs> because there's a lot going on, right? People are moving on. People are taking jobs. Oh, people are taking jobs <laughs> that may or may not be jobs that they should have selected. No, I'm just kidding. But we thought it would be really interesting to talk about just what we go through in the workplace as a pro dancer, cheerleader. There's a lot of demands on us, as we all probably can relate to. But what does that actually look like? What you have to do to balance to whether you're missing out or taken seriously at work? Like dance taking more of a priority than your actual career because it's more fun. Well, that's what I got accused of when I was at the Gates Foundation. Really? When I got into it with my manager. Uh-oh. You're really out of balance with this Seahawks thing. And I was like, uh, actually, no, the hell I'm not because I was holding down everything and closing all these deals and still managing everything. It was just that I was out of office a lot and it was last minute. Well, that's messed up. Um, I think we should outline a little bit our career paths just so people can understand like the perspective and the background we do have okay. in terms of like how this episode's going to lay out. So go ahead, Makiba, you first. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of when I was a dancer, though? Yeah, I guess just roughly like, I don't know if we've ever talked about your background. So you went, oh. where did you go to college and oh, get like your a master's? resume. Yeah, like okay. a resume. Let's go. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Makiba. My name is Makiba Pate. Let's see. So you guys may have heard me yap about being a lawyer once upon a time. So I went to school at Georgetown University, studied marketing, went to law school at Temple University, got my MBA while I was there, my JD, practiced law for eight years or so, and then basically had a whole little mini midlife crisis, I guess. And that's when I auditioned and made the team for the final time, right, for the Seahawks. So you were at the Gates Foundation. And what was your position there? I did contracts. So I supported the IT department there, did all the contracts for IT, also the communications team. And then I left there because the old girl was tripping. I actually quit. Right. That was I the first that. time I quit a job without having something in place. Was that the first or second time? The point is... <laughs> On principle, I left, and uh, then I ended up here at Starbucks. Not here, literally here, but <laughs> that'd be <laughs> undisclosed location. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's kind of my little... But yeah. I would say, like, you know, overall, I've always looked up to you because you've had a very professional career, no matter... And just, like, a very professional degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so my background... Yeah, so you guys ready me. for this? No. <laughs> I just think it doesn't split half and half, but I think that there's quite a few people who either have a job or a career like you where they make it work, right? And Mm -hmm. it's a very, 
I don't know, a great career path that leads to many more opportunities. And then there's people like me. So I went to community college, Mm -hmm. and then after I got my AA, I went to UW-Tacoma. So that's kind of one of their branches near Seattle. And what did you study? I studied art, media, and culture. Okay, (laughs) 4.0 GPA. No, but that's good. I know, but it was easy. I watched movies. Okay, I watched movies and wrote papers about film. But what about all of the history, the museums, art history I hated stuff? those classes. Okay. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but yeah, I got a minor in museum studies. Okay, so um, that's where it fits in. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And, you know, in terms of, like, work, I guess I was completing my degree while I was on CL. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of girls, too, if they're not working, they're going to school. And right. so that's a lot of hard work as well. And the year I didn't make it, I got to do study abroad and all right. that good stuff. That's so when you were in Italy. Right. Mm-hmm. So, But it's just kind of one of those things where, like, if I was on the team, I wouldn't have been able to experience study abroad. Beyond that, I've literally just kind of had these very started-from-the-bottom jobs, like retail jobs or really, I feel like I've worked every job under the sun, like the most random shit. Like, my last job, I was making boxes, y'all. But for what? You also were doing... She, she's plays, I'm like she blushing over here. Down so I don't much. play it down. I've had some lame jobs. Like, I've just really... Like, what the hell am I doing, you know? And I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but... Yeah. And I'm not trying to blame it on seagulls either, because that was, like, a choice. Right, right. But I definitely think we're going to dive into it more, but it made it hard for me to have a career. It's true. You're so right. Yeah. Help me. No, but that's the trade-off. If I were starting off, like, knowing as an attorney what you have to put into your career when you first start off at a large law firm, especially, you have to put in a lot of extra time and hours. If I were giving that time to something like as demanding as being an NFL cheerleader, I'm sure I would have got talked to because you're not showing a commitment to your career with the firm if you are that busy outside of work. It's interesting because I did it later and it made a huge difference in my ability to balance and manage. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you're right. Like sometimes it pushes you in a space where it's really, really hard to just claim both. Like you kind of have to pick a little bit. Like let's be real. Like the people who have like a career job, so to speak, that do professional dance or cheerleading, They have to be real that it's a major league challenge to balance all of that. And you may, um, unless you have a super, super supportive work environment or managers or team, something might suffer just a little bit. Like, that's just the reality of it. Totally. Well, that was just our opening statement. Um, (laughs) But first, we have some cheer chat. Yeah. So, some unfortunate news, right, Makiba? Russell and Sierra getting the reality show? Oh, that's right. (laughs) We wanted to talk about this. I had no clue. Did you catch what the title was going to be called? Sierra and Russ. Or some shit like that. I mean, and I, I just know. feel like it's going to be dry as toast. Or sickening. It's like, you know, like that one friend that you might have that's in love and all they talk about is their man and how in love they are all the fucking time and you're just like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Am I sounding like a hater? Maybe. No, I think I was envisioning, honestly, like a Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey when she was like, I didn't know there was chickens in the sea, you know? Yeah. Like, it won't be that cute. It well was that cute? It used to be. Even I as a kid, I was like, shit. "Wait, what?" It was like, dumb, but was it was confused. it was a little mind numbing. Yeah, I just feel like they lay it on super thick. It just seems very media whorish to me. Mm. But that's just me. I agree. Like yeah. I, I've talked about his buttery lips before. I mean, <laughs> hey Russ, be on our podcast one day. <laughs> I know, but you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love them both. A... It's just they're sometimes they're just a little bit too much. No, it's just sickening a little bit sometimes. Yeah, how much ooey gooey lovey dovey they are. When and it's like the other players have wives, too. Yeah. And, 
Where's Giselle Bunchkin, whatever her name is? Um, you know, like, is she just going on and on and on about Tom Brady constantly and how amazing he is as a dad? And I want their honeymoon phase to, like, settle. So we yeah, can just phase out. calm down. It's You can still be excited every now and then, but not every day. I couldn't imagine watching it. I don't watch TV, so I won't be watching. Are you going to watch it? I barely have TV myself, but I'm kind of curious. It depends on which, you know, channel picks them up. Mm. Maybe I'll check it out. Okay. We can have a viewing party. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like it's going to be like the first round of auditions or whatever for American Idol. It's just going to be, I'm going to be blushing. And, like, it's going to be a little cringeworthy, Probably. honestly. But That's, another bad news. Yeah. Um, well, guess who's next on the god dang list of Hip Hop Nation? The Orlando Magic dancers are now the co-ed 407 hip hop dance team. Everybody's picking a freaking area code, and at least they're not hip hop dance crews. I've got hoes (laughs) in different area codes. They're not hoes. Well, hip hop hoes. Yeah, hip hop hoes. I mean, but you know, here we go. So original. 407 hip hop dance team. They didn't pick crew. Props for that, I guess. But here's their statement. You want to read it? Our new performance team will build on the 30-year tradition of the Magic Dancers and execute professional routines at Orlando Magic Games while making appearances and continuing our tradition of community service. Let's just say that for a minute. Quit saying that shit. You're not building on the tradition of anything. It's not an evolution of the tradition either. You ended it and started a new one. Thanks. Anyway, and in addition to this goddamn co-ed hip-hop team, I mean, I'm not, at least they didn't say dancing fucking dads or something, but, you know, they have a stunt team, an interactive team, which I guess is like the hype team, and a junior hip-hop dance team, and the senior (laughs) hip-hop dance team. I mean, didn't that Sacramento Kings dancer say it? Like, the old people are like, look, I can hip, but I can't hop. Like, what you trying to get these old people to do? Break a hip on the damn court? I mean, quit making old people do hip-hop. Like, shit. Like, (laughs) They probably senior do. labor, like yeah. isn't there laws protecting them? But I'm just saying, like they probably want to do dances that they used to fucking do, not hip hop. Mm-hmm. If I were an old ass, I probably would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe I want to do dances that were popular back in my day, with a, maybe a twist of new. But trying to get me to do the fucking Dougie and some other shit that's recent, and you know. Fucking this flossing Flossing. shit. Like, who wants to see that? I wouldn't even want to do that. You're, like, making fun of me. But if I'm doing some stuff... It's a spectacle instead of, like, talent. Exactly. There we go. We watched the AARP thing with the Wizards, and they did have to dance, and it wasn't like they weren't... They didn't have any talent. But if this is going to be the shtick that they put out and the spectacle that they try to... It's just going to be whatever old-ass person can still move. It's just not going to be, like, quality entertainment. It's not going to be trained dancers that can remember the damn eight counts or maybe they're just going to end up not being as old because you can't get them to right move i don't know it's midlife crisis crew (laughs) god damn it Mm. or like you said what about if the kids get hurt the junior hip-hop team are they going to be paid um the stunt team we've seen them live at the blazers game they've seemed like they're a solid team that is incorporated in every game there already that kind of freaked me out to be honest shoot especially when they were in the stands like i did get anxiety a little bit i didn't want to watch them unless they were on the floor because you know it's like college but i've I've fallen before like shit's not fun and i don't want to see it ever so i'm not a fan of stunt teams (laughs) give them some turf basketball courts and busting your ass is totally different than on a field I mean, this is just another co-ed thing, right? Again. Again. But we got a couple left. I think I text you. What were those teams? 
Like Please. two teams, honestly. Well, so we got the teams that are in the finals, the Golden State Warriors oh, right. and the Raptors that haven't announced their audition dates. Okay, but did you see the Jabberwockies perform at the, you're Where? like, wait, what? At the Warriors final oh, game. They, they had a performance, the Jabberwockies. Oh, see? I hope that was this year. I think that's like what they idiot. really want. Like, when they say co-ed dance team, it's like, I think they want that right. kind of thing. And they incorporated the cheerleaders in oh, they that did. they made a tunnel for the Jabberwockies to come out of. And then they uh-huh. had the Jabberwockies and their hype squad hip-hop guys out there, too. And I just felt like that's all you could incorporate. How cool would it have been if they collaborated and it would have been like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know. The warrior dancer girls are awesome. Because they want to get rid of our asses. They don't even, like, invite the girls to kind of come back and to be a part of the new team. I mean, it sounds like they don't even really want them to, but the only other teams that haven't announced anything about their dates are the Pacemates, the Bucks, which, you know, we already gave our little predictions. What do you think about Drake, speaking of our episode, Rihanna song, (laughs) um, what do you think of Drake popping off at the games? Do you think he's just being a normal, like, passionate fan or obnoxious? I think he's being a normal, shit-talking fan. Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see there was like a one of those Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy, what's the other Jimmy? Oh, Fallon. They were interviewing shit. people to talk shit to Warriors fans, and they're like, I can't do that. They haven't done anything to me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It was cute. Yeah. They don't know how to talk shit. Right. They're both really great teams, and we just want to see a very competitive So Drake's series. a spokesperson for I like guess. shit talking for Canadians. Nobody else is Because no one it. else can, because they're too nice. Well, what did you think of the Beyonce? Oh, okay. So I actually think that her fans totally freaked out way too much than they should have. Yeah. So basically, the owner of the Warriors' wife was sitting next to Jay Z and Beyonce. Wearing boots that Beyonce would wear. Maybe Beyonce was just over the chick. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) She was what? Well, her boots were like these thigh high situations. The wife? The wife. Oh. I mean, she probably was pumping it up for her team and everything, but. You never know what took place before her leaning over and asking right. what kind of drink you want. Yeah, but the beehive went nuts. Yeah, and this poor lady had, to, she was getting death threats. That's a little extreme, guys. Like, pipe it down. Oh, yeah. She We're, was trying to be a good hostess and ask what he wanted to drink. Exactly. Do you need to lean over somebody, period? That actually does bother me, and I'm not even Beyonce. But you are in the public. You're the front row seat. Everybody's watching you. She kind of made a stank face, Beyonce did, and then like kind of shoulder nudged her out of the way. But maybe before that, she was all up in her gear, like talking across her the whole time. Who knows? True. We saw that clip. But yeah, Beyonce did give the little stank face. You're in my space. Like a little bit. Well, the other part that tripped me out was Homeboy, the uh, Golden State Warriors owner, partial owner, that pushed the dude when he ended up jumping out of bounds to try to get a ball. I did not see that. Oh, no. The dude straight pushed him and was talking shit because he landed on some fans in the courtside. Like, you're going to get trampled in courtside. Like, everybody, I think, knows that. But he was all up in the game and pushed the freaking player. Did he get removed? So he's on a one-year ban from NBA games, and he has to pay 500 mil. But that's nothing. Oh, my god. Oh, no, not 500,000, oh. which is nothing. Well, that's another mil. thing people were saying is that the owners of the Warriors, so that woman has more money than Beyonce and Jay-Z. Do you believe that? Probably. She probably stunting on her, like, yeah, I'm wearing these boots, and I'm leaning across, and I'm just like, <laughs> who knows? But they did not have to, like, go and threaten the chick. I mean, people no, are just No, that's getting... extreme. Why are we talking about all this pop stuff? Because it's fun. Yeah, it is. But what do you think Drama about Kylie? Channel. I know. <laughs> what do you think about uh, homegirl, Kylie Jenner, 
doing the Handmaid's Tale party. I just saw that. Do you think it's like some revolutionary feminist movement? Or do you think she's being done with her friends? Done with her friends. I mean, you can have that as your favorite show, but nothing about the show sounds funny from what I understand of the show. But then I saw people's points saying, like, Game of Thrones is also a very disgusting show on some level. Yeah. And people have Game of Thrones parties all the time, so what's the difference? But it's just the climate that we're in. Women are under attack everywhere, and I don't think I'd be pumping up A Handmaid's Tale trying to give a pouty face and make make it cute. It ain't cute. There's nothing to make cute about that. Right. Isn't it a show about basically, like, women being breeders and kind being of being raped, raped and, yeah, and stuff? So exactly. that's, I mean, that is in Game of Thrones, but your heroes aren't doing that. And here I am cheering for the dragon lady, and she's doing it to her nephew. <laughs> I don't know. what. what can that we... was mutual, okay? <laughs> God. But, yeah, I did see that briefly, and I was kind of like, oh, whatever. I haven't seen it. I don't really know if I want to see it. I don't want to watch Handmaid's Tale either. No. But the party seemed like kind of a stupid idea. Yeah. Or at least know that people might talk some shit. Anyway, we digress. Damn, we got all over the place. Yeah, what we else did. do we have for cheer chat? Okay. So speaking of work, it sounds like some people are falling into place to fill in positions for the removed directors. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Okay, the teams have spoken in their stank little voices and decided that they do not want to move forward with the female dance teams. But they're moving forward with something, right? So they still need people to be directors, organize auditions. I called out the Mavs in the open letter, like, how the hell are you going to be advertising this little dance camp when you ain't got no damn Mavs dancers to teach it? So Charging $200. Exactly. They were accepting payment online. Well, they picked somebody who I guess is going to make it all better. Apparently, she's very well respected. Stephanie DiBiase. I'm probably jacking the hell up of her name. DiBiase. It's probably Italian. But anyway... Alan American's Ice Angels director, I believe, and she has her own studio, was hired to teach the Mavs dance camp. So she's a former DCC and Mavs captain and choreographer. So one of their very own is now directing the program that kind of replaced them. Exactly. I mean, just for the dance camp for the summer. But, you know, if you get approached by a team in this climate after these types of decisions are made and it seems like, oh, this is my big break for my career, it's got an ick factor to it, if you ask me. You wouldn't take the job? No. Or I'd, I'd have questions. Right. I would have a lot of questions, and I wouldn't actually feel good about it, mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, this was just the youth dance camp. I love kids. I love to do that, but I don't know that I would feel comfortable walking in right on the heels of the decisions that they've made that affected women that I used to be a part of. I used to be my sister's. It would bother me to just take it without at least thinking about it. But there's another situation like that in Sacramento, right? Right, so the Sacramento Kings hired a former Sacramento Kings dancer to be the director of the 916 crew. Mm-hmm. And she's an owner of a dance studio as well um, that they outsource the management of the team to. And this is the part I don't get. There's like four different official dance yeah, studios of the Sacramento Kings. Like they listed like four different studios and you can take like prep classes at any of them and they're supposed to be like official dance studios. I don't know what the hell they're doing in Sacramento, but... It's weird, but they're holding auditions at the end of this month. I feel like maybe they made them an offer that they couldn't refuse, but, you know, where's your moral compass in terms of, like you said, now all your teammates are out of job that they had, and now you're over there like, well, I'm the director of the yeah, because crew that replaced you. And it's a great opportunity. No, it's kind of not a great opportunity. Like, what are you going to do? Say no, but yes, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know, stand up for something is kind of at what cost? These may seem like cool opportunities to advance your career. If you think of the bigger picture. It would have been more powerful if you said, I'm sorry, but you did me and my teammates dirty, like figure it out. But you're not going to use my skills and the fact that I, you know, know how to run a dance team because I was on one that Mm -hmm. you removed. Mm Mm-hmm. To your advantage. Exactly. Like, that's, it it's, is dirty. It's dirty. It's really dirty. It's dirty money. The Kings should have hired the Mavs girl and vice versa. At least go to another city. Something. Outsource you know? all the way and bring yeah. somebody in brand new. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. And I don't mean to attack the integrity of these people. It's just because it's, there's so many ripple effects to what they decided to do and how they decided to do it that I wouldn't want to be a part of this new world order that they're creating in that way, mm-hmm. personally. Just speaking for myself. But, you know, everybody's got bills to pay. The reality, though, Britt, is that our dance opportunities are going to become smaller and smaller. It's going to get more and more competitive and cutthroat. And people are going to probably like, well, I want a job. I want to dance. So I'm going to, you know what I mean? They're going to probably make decisions that are more in the sketch department because of the scarcity of these roles. So you might see more people just doing the most to get those few coveted opportunities to dance professionally. Or direct a team, which sucks. It does suck. Because now there's not enough out there for everybody. Right. And if I was auditioning in this climate, I wouldn't make a team, probably, because the best of the best would be making the team. You better pick up juggling or some shit or some other little... Flamethrowing. Weird eat fire. Yeah. Or just get fat and be a dad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. That's your only option. Thank you. You can either be old, fat, a dad. You know, where's the dancing moms? You already had dancing moms. Oh, God. Exactly. Damn it. What's so cool about dancing dads? Nothing. Oh my gosh. So I we did post about it in our story, but the maniacs, I finally saw a video of what these guys do during a game. They were actually at a baseball game, I believe. Okay, so they're beer gut fat, like not even like a little little pudge. It's a full on beer gut. They had cropped tank tops on with fringes hanging over their belly. And they're dancing like let's get it on, like all belly dancing and magic like, like they're like. magic Mike-ish, like they're sexy and stuff. How is that like not? I would cover my kid's eyes for that versus professional woman. trained yeah. dancers doing choreography. I just cannot that they are allowed to stay around. The double standard is disgusting. When you think about even like magic Mike, like now there's a whole show in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like, I mean, it looks bomb. Yeah. But like, why are female strippers disgusting and hoes and thoughts and like all this shit? Exactly. But We're then guys, it's like, oh, wow, that's sexy. Whereas any women doing like burlesque shows and stuff are probably, there's this like, ooh, oh shame gosh, and stigma attached you? to it. Yeah. Just and it's the same with the standard. maniacs. That's when I would go get my drink or but something. But then they, they are thinking that they're the shit. I'm not trying to like hate on them, but the way that they're like, we're making fans smile and laugh. Anything, you know, like the whole messaging around it is like justifying their existence. Like, thank but why you. does that message get to be heard, but nobody ever hears about all the things that we do and touching right. with people in a real way? I wish that we had the ability to like write letters as a fan and season ticket holder of these teams to say that. Like, I don't want to see fat fucking men gyrating <laughs> around in front of my goddamn daughter, who would much rather see. Beautiful dancers. She's in dance classes, and this is what she wants to do when she gets old enough to do it. I don't want my kids to see gyrating fucking nastiness, like from fat men. Right. That's just disturbing. That's just disturbing. Like it's not even entertainment. What day did we go to the Wizards game? Was that a Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday night. I'm just wondering if they're like 
having a hard time filling the seats because we saw that, and I don't know if it was the timing. You know, it wasn't the end of the it's season. It's how the There's team's no doing. It's how the team's I know, but doing. then don't take it out on us. Exactly. What does that have to do with the dancers, period? Put a better product of players on the court or, uh, like, a winning team. That's what fans really want to see. There's no hip-hop that can play that's going to take away from the fact that your teams yeah, so are stop losing. stop attacking us. I know. We are the most passionate about it than anybody, obviously. We're the damn, I mean, somewhat cheerleaders. Whether right. the NBA dancers want to call themselves cheerleaders or not, you're so right. It's like we're the ones in front of the fans all the time, whether that's at a game or in public. And if they're a losing team who can't fill seats in stadiums, getting rid of us and, and replacing us with hype squad hip hop people is not. It just doesn't just even a, make good business sense anyways. Like no. you think about it, if you have one team that's your dancers and there's like, let's say, max 20 girls on that team. You're paying them, you know, you're pumping money into them, you're pumping training, you're pumping uniforms, whatever. But now you're going to have five or six different small teams. What, they're going to consist of five people each? Because, like, how are you going to pay all those people? Now you're paying more into a program or programs. When they could have pumped that money into us and allowed us to do more things or... Added people to the team where it's, like, open auditions and they just really advertise that auditions are completely open. We want more guys to show up. Have separate auditions for the guys, but fuse the teams at the end. Like, I just don't... It doesn't make any sense. Oh, like you said, they they probably don't have anybody in the stands. Their teams are losing. And this is what you choose to focus on? Us? Because nobody wants to fucking watch the players because they're not winning and they are paying attention to what we do now? Now you want to come and attack what we're presenting as game day entertainment? If game day entertainment isn't the actual game, then you got a fucking problem with your organization. Like, if you're not focused on putting the best game out on the court as possible, that's what the fuck the fans came for. They don't come for us. So, like, trying to rebrand and do this whole big shit around what we do is completely misguided. Focus on your motherfucking team. Like, those were the comments that I'd be like, okay, from real fans, like, I hear this and all, but why are you telling me this? And what are you getting us in the draft? Like, the comments that are strictly basketball or strictly football, like, that's what people want to see. But let it be something where they can't fill the stadiums, like you said, the team's losing, and you have these season ticket holders who, for whatever reason, keep holding on to their damn season tickets, or if they even come, and you're thinking this is going to put butts in seats to see a fucking hip-hop crew co-ed? Okay, let's see how that fucking impacts game day. It's all men at this point. It's all men, minus the girls sprinkled into these hip-hop teams. So maybe the, you know, hands made tail thing was a real thing. And relevant to She's this. She's just, day. everyone's sinking into their place, right? It's just like, stay in your place, women. Yep. But you know what? I feel like we are creating a movement that's going to change the game. They may seem like they're winning right now, but ladies, we'll keep you updated on shit like this. Hopefully there won't be that much more. But I just think we have to reinvent our profession. Because right. all of this stuff is, it may or may not be successful, but when they come back around to us, because we know what we put out on that floor, we know the connection that we have with fans, we know what we bring to the table, we know our worth. And when they come back, when it doesn't pan out the way that they want to, and they're like, well, nobody's showing up at our auditions for a circus, so what are we going to do? Okay, well, we should have a different conversation right. at that point. But then I'm a little concerned because what's, and I'm not saying don't show up, but just like what we're seeing with people sliding into these director roles and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a better position than they were just as a dancer. I think it does come down to how much do you really want to dance. Like, maybe hip-hop's your favorite genre, and you're like, you know what, I'm okay with a co-ed hip-hop dance team. I just want to still be out there dancing. And you go show up, and you audition, and you make that team. 
I'm not judging. I mean, I sound very judgy, don't I? <laughs> I think that's a personal choice. If I were one of the girls that were let go in the manner that these teams were let go, I would have a problem personally swallowing that and showing up and auditioning for that team, mm-hmm. hot on the heels of how I felt I was disrespected. But, you know, for other people that are maybe haven't even had the opportunity to be an NBA dancer yet, and they feel like, wow, they're turning things over, and this is my chance and my shot, it's hard to knock those people, but... Personally, I would love it if nobody showed up at these auditions. Right? That's what I'm saying. But then, you know, we do have a unique situation that did hit close to home. I feel like we're rehashing a lot of stuff. But that did happen with the Seagulls transitioning into the Seahawk dancers. They didn't remove the Seagulls who had made it at an audition a few Mm -hmm. months before. But nobody has stepped down and been like, hey, this kind of really wasn't what I auditioned for or thought I was making the team to do so I think I'm just going to back out and I'm not saying anybody should have but you know I'm curious as to did anybody consider that maybe I'm sure they considered it and it was like hell to the no I'm not doing that I fought for the spot and just you know you look like a sour little grape you know maybe that's considered unprofessional to quit maybe everybody's excited and they're just willing to ride the wave and I think people believe in the leadership the director the choreographer for the Seahawks and maybe feel like it's worth giving it a try. I just think, you know, it's going to come down to some very personal decisions of do people want the job, and it's a job. Depending on how this year goes, yeah. it, it might not have the same turnout or the same type of people to Showing audition. Up. Exactly. So just a lot of growing pains, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because of all of these jobs that people were taking, it really did trigger, like, at what cost, what do you have to give up, what are some of the sacrifices and things that you experience on a job when you are a pro dancer or a pro cheerleader because there are certain trade-offs that you have to make that I think are worthy of some discussion. So, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. 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 So I think our stories will be different, but we can kind of go down the bullet points of career woman, mom Mm -hmm. of two, versus me, who had not very time-consuming part-time jobs. But wouldn't it be, like, more difficult in a way, when I was Mm -hmm. in school, for example, doing a patchwork of different jobs to be able to Mm -hmm. make ends meet is, to me, a little harder than going to the same job and having the same expectation of hours it's not like a schedule that's coming out at different times. Like to me, that would be a lot more challenging. Like for women oh. that work retail or restaurants and you're not setting your schedule, it's given to you and you maybe gave them your pockets of unavailability. But having to week to week manage where you're going to be. Yeah. And you're trying to pick up appearances. And I, that to me sounds like mind blown. Like right. True. A lot to manage. I did have some difficulties, and again, you know, I was kind of going for an easier degree, I would say. It wasn't anything where, like, I needed to be in chemistry or take law classes or whatever, but I do remember one of my professors giving me a hard time because our Mm. preseason game was the same day as class, and game day, you're doing game stuff all day. There's no time. I don't know how the girls did it. Some girls had to show up to work for a few hours if it was an afternoon game, mm-hmm. and then show up at 1, but they had to work 6 to 1, mm-hmm. 6 to 12, whatever. I mean, that blows my mind that they even had to work and then come perform at a game. But, yeah, my professor wasn't having it, but I felt like I really lucked out. I wasn't very vocal just to the general public about being a seagull. Mm-hmm. I actually kept it really quiet. It was kind of fun to have, like, an alter ego, felt yeah. like. But I did have a professor give me some shit about needing to miss class, But for the most part, most of my jobs and my bosses, they were, like, really cool and excited that I was a seagull. 
That's what you're hoping so for. They worked with me. They worked with yeah. you without kind of like rolling their eyes. <clears throat> Other people have to pitch in to make up for stuff that you weren't around for, where you had to kind of like rely on your teammates to do stuff because you were going to be gone. No, I never really had things like that. I That's mean, good. definitely, I felt bad that I needed to take time off. So I never took advantage of like paid time off if I had it. People were really flexible. That's good. Yeah, I can't really think of anything in terms of like scheduling that caused problems. And after doing it so many years, you kind of got a flow of like, okay, typically Saturdays are free. I'm going to work Saturdays from now on. And right. I mean, it's crazy. You end up basically nonstop working because you're weekend, not, you, week you out. can't even give yourself a break. Yeah. You could see different things popping up for people who, you know, maybe their absence impacts other people on the team. And then you get probably people not necessarily liking you because of that because if you aren't pulling your weight or if there's a perception that you're not pulling your weight then you have to deal with those office dynamics yeah and on the flip side there's sometimes where girls on the team were like I can't miss this job thing yeah I can't miss it and it's like well this is game week you're You're missing the game you're missing the game and now everybody else has to adjust so sometimes you would get some scathing looks from the girls on the team as well because it's like man we just said this last week right right it's it's game week and now we have to reset so so true again to your point you had great managers that were excited about the fact that you were doing this yeah let's hear about the flip side tells from the crypt is her nickname um (laughs) no she was just i think if you are just in general around insecure women you're going to have problems if you are Approach your dancer, you're probably gorgeous, you probably are eye-catching in some kind of a way, and maybe there's just a perception of, who do you think you are? Who knows? I don't know. They see you glammed up if you have to leave to go to an event. I don't know what this woman's deal was with me, but she definitely, between my kids and balancing, you know, times when I need to be out of the office for them, if they were sick, she was just extra. For, yeah. And I'm like, for what? Because I'm handling everything from A to Z. We were in the playoffs for the first Super Bowl. I didn't know what the hell to expect during that time. Like, you know, we're practicing hella, hella late at night because we right? had games that were, you didn't know week to week whether you're even going to have a game. And so it was late practices, filling promos at the end of practice. So it's no chance for me to like, hey, giving you a heads up because I didn't even know until midnight when we're having our team meeting after practice is over. So, you know, there was a little bit of short notice on some of the things that I decided, like, hey, you only do this once. Like, I wanted to do as much as possible. That was, like, without going crazy. But she started to try to build this case like I was not at work and doing work, which, hello, if I have PTO, I'm going to use it. If I can work from home to make it easier to get to, oh, because I did, like, a news show in the morning. Right. You have to be there at the ass crack of dawn. I ain't even at work yet. Okay? The kids weren't even up out of bed yet. So I rush off to do that, and then I start my day normal. But she sees me on the new... I don't know what she was trying to piece together. She was such a little shit. Then there was like a lunchtime (laughs) rally. So I can jet off to go do that really quick and come back. So I had it under control. She just tried to paint this picture that it was something different. Right. It was some shit. I was like, you got to be effing kidding me. But... Because they feel like this takes a priority and they see the effort that you're putting into it and like the passion behind it and it ticks them off. Yeah. Because they want you to put that energy into your job. But it's like you're so good at what you do, you don't really need eight hours to do it. So that's the beauty of efficiency. That right. was the, that was my saving grace. That's why I couldn't last at a law firm because you have to bill clients' hours. And if I do things too quickly, then obviously it becomes an issue. I can't rack up a bunch of hours to count towards my billable hour requirements. So I've always been super efficient with my work and always pride myself on my work ethic and getting shit done. So it was really frustrating to have 
this case made as though I wasn't holding everything together. And for women that are doing this and, you know, you're not perfect all the time, you have to put extra effort in to make sure nothing's falling through the cracks and make sure you're not missing deadlines. It's not like I could have just been like, oh, to hell with that deal closing. I have a game to go to. I had to do shit to like, I had to figure it out. You're going to have good days and bad days, but that's the demands that you're under. So did you ever have to get ready in the bathroom and then like pop out like Wonder Woman, like looking completely different and people were oh, like, yes. wait, what? Um, <laughs> is that you, Makiba? Those were like the fun interactions at work where people, you know. Okay, wearing the promo, like pants are sticking out yeah. and they're like, uh, like trying to wear like some scrubby jacket over it. It was always just those white boots clonking around. And so, I mean, like you, I would pretty much be incognito about it, um, but then people would kind of, all you have to do is see me head into a promo because I do not go to work land up. And so... If I ever had to make that transformation so I can do something, you know, during work hours, it was always like, you know, right. Hopefully not like, oh, she was busted. But now look at her. But you're extra glam. You're like lashes and lipstick and all that stuff. It's fun. Do people ever tease you about dancing at work? No. Oh, man. People made fun of you. Oh, like actually like dancing at your desk. Yeah, like that or like. I would put music on and be kind of like doing the motions or I'd be at the printer and I might be like mocking stuff. And I, well, would I do that anyways. You do? I okay. mean, just my daily life. I'm like, you know, twerking at the printer or whatever, <laughs> you know, I never have to print shit. What am I talking about? But like I have to ride the bus now. So I definitely try to keep it more subtle because I'm not trying to get any attention. But let's see. <laughs> what are some of the other things that you might experience in the workplace because of doing a job as a pro dancer on the side? Well, you know, one that really stuck out to me is you're not taken very seriously in the workplace because, again, they just think that what you're doing outside of work with cheering seems to take a priority. Yeah. Um, Well, remember when we interviewed Liesl and she was saying, like, she was very kind of protective of people not knowing she was in sales, but she didn't want people to know because she did not want them to assume that she was stupid number one or not take her seriously in her job which I think is really unfortunate that you have to fight against that perception and it's best to like not have it be known that you do this because you're not going to be perceived to be smart that drives me nuts well I know one girl too had a particularly hard time with that she was actually on a political campaign Mm -hmm. and I just remember her telling me like she basically didn't sleep her whole season with the Seahawks because she was campaigning with her candidate. She was up all night and same thing. She didn't want it to be out there at all that she was a cheerleader because Mm. she thought it would make her seem a a certain way. Yeah. Well, and I think you might miss out on getting certain projects given to you because they don't know if you can handle it. Mm -hmm. You might miss out on promotions even, or, I mean, they say they want you to be well balanced, but really sometimes companies just want to hear, what are you going to do for me? They don't care. But if they do care and they're supportive, it's awesome. But there's just sometimes I think people get treated unfairly and you won't really know and be able to blame it or pin it on that. And not only that, but, you know, sometimes like if coworkers did find out because you're walking through the office in that promo attire, you know, you might get picked on and whether it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so jealous. Like you just get hammered with all these questions. That's why I definitely kept it really private and quiet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people would just ask you a million questions about like Russell Wilson and do you get tickets? And it's just kind of like you kind of want to keep them separate just because to save your sanity, honestly. Yeah, or just those stupid comments. I didn't experience that much, but I could see people who ask like the, so do you get to date the players kind mm-hmm. of questions or, you know, just really kind of assuming that you're probably a little hoochie or right. that you're there for the diff- for different reasons. Nobody's stupid enough to ask me something like that. <laughs> 
Um, but you know, there, you might get inappropriate comments too, right? Like I saw your swimsuit calendar and look at that fat ass. I don't know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully not, but I could see if you work in a male dominated uh, industry too, that there might be some, we experience that even on the job doing this pro dancer job, pro cheerleader job, where you get the inappropriate comments, you mm-hmm. get the inappropriate sliding their arm around you and her photos and and stuff touching the top of your ass or doing the most Mm -hmm. but I think it could happen in the workplace too even the worst case scenario like you might even be sexually harassed I mean technically probably what people have experienced if they have experienced it is actual sexual harassment things are funny and then some things are just not freaking funny and if it makes you uncomfortable technically that's really what it is they're creating a work environment where you're being picked on because of your sex and that's not cool what's sexual harassment so I got my hand kissed on the bus the other day. Is that sexual harassment? By somebody you work with? No. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> like, no, then it's just <laughs> a freak on the street. <laughs> no, but at work, in the workplace, okay. sexual harassment would take the form of either what they call quid pro quo, where it's like, you do this for me and I'll do that for you. Right. Like, hey, you need to miss work because of the game. Well, if you go out on a date with me, then I won't say anything. Shit like that. I yeah. hope that would never, ever happen. But that kind of thing. Or it could be just, like, any inappropriate or unwelcome behavior that makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that could be, like, looking at your ass, not saying anything. But it could be just things like comments, looks, gestures, any unwelcome flirting and things of that nature. But that's technically sexual harassment. I would say, like, for people who might be experiencing that, number one, it's not okay it gets a little risky in going to an HR department because the HR is really kind of like not there for the employees, just kind of say that. It's better to document what you're going through and decide whether you want to speak to an attorney about it because technically shit shouldn't be happening. It's yeah, against the coming law. from an attorney. I mean, I ain't giving advice. I'm just saying it's worth talking to somebody about because you're not supposed to just endure that to keep a job. Right. Well, you know, and then on that note, that's why we can't keep a job. No, but it's kind of now it's like, well, then your professional career kind of becomes a dance career because you fit in there and you have a lot of experience and you're active in it. And so it just takes a lot to have both. It does. But there are people doing it. I love seeing that in bios, just kind of looking at everybody's what they studied in school or like what their jobs are, because, you know, being a registered nurse, for example, seeing that on different teams, teachers, and just things where it's like, you know it takes a lot to balance and juggle that. There are women out there who are killing the game and holding down a job, whether it be five jobs that patchwork together with dancing or a career job where they're having to really, really juggle. So there, it can be done. And I love seeing women that are going for it because you shouldn't limit yourself. I mean, if you can push yourself to try to do it all, then I say, go for it. You're young. You've got endless energy. I mean, don't get to the point where you're not sleeping, obviously, but it is possible to go for it all. Being ambitious and having the support of your teammates and different people that motivate you because I think women know how to miraculously do all that shit oh heck yeah we know how to do all that stuff i think it really teaches you like now i kind of crave jam packing my schedule like i Ah. don't know how to relax i get made fun of all the time because it's like oh your day off what are you gonna do just like chill and i'm like no i'm gonna go on a hike and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and people are like how why and i think you just get so used to the go 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 that when it's not there you feel really lazy and bored honestly That's so true. That's part of, like, retired life, too, is getting used to having time on my hands that I'm just 
you're writing open letters and we're podcasting <laughs> and we're traveling and we're going to this and going to that. I like, need that you're kind doing of pace. It too. I need that pace. Yeah, it's Not, good stress. Yeah. It's, it's good busy work and, you know, it's fun. And when you're doing something that you love, it will make work seem like I'll do anything just so I can continue to do that. Exactly. I need the, you know, the fun money to do what I really like to do. Exactly. And unfortunately with dance, you know, the paycheck isn't that large. So you do need something on the back end supporting that dream mm-hmm. so that you can have fun. So you do have to give it the right amount of energy so that you can sustain yourself. But it's like if it enables you to be able to do what you love and all the more reason to just to figure it out and make mm-hmm. it work. And, you know, shout out to everybody that's out there. Holding it down. I, we love hearing from people with different careers. Yeah, it's super Reach cool. Reach out to us. Let us know how you manage and how you balance it all. And that's what we really just wanted to talk about, just reaching a little bit to figure out how to work through some of that. I mean, I'd say if you don't have a supportive boss and you just made one of these teams and you're trying to, you don't really know exactly what your obligations might be. You live once, be. though. Okay, I'm not trying to get all, like, deep and, like, sappy, mm-hmm. but it's, like, what's your true dream job? Coming from the serial, you know, job holder, but seriously, yeah. what has priority? Do you want to travel the world and dance and perform, or do you want to, like, follow this career that you can just do later? That's my no, vote. it's so true. I mean, that's something you have to evaluate, yeah. right? Because the window for dance might be a little bit smaller, Depending on your age or where you're at in your career, maybe you can afford to make certain big changes like that where you're like, you know what, I'm going to let this job I'm not even passionate about go and I'm going to just find something for right now so I can follow this dream. Mm -hmm. That's probably a conversation worth having with yourself. And if you're in a toxic work environment in general, you should get the hell out of it. But it's just like this could be that one thing, that that outlet for you that allows you to be happy Mm -hmm. and to have that kind of joy. So I would say it's worth it is worth it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to miss out. And that's how I looked at it. It was just like, shit, I'm only, hey, I'm old in this game, so I'm going to live it to the fullest. I'm doing every promo that I want to sign up for, and my job just had to kind of deal with it. Exactly. But I mean, and I used to think that too, because when I quote unquote retired, you know, I was getting married and, you know, that's another thing we're going to talk about in a future episode is like balancing relationships and just honestly like vacation and things that you also want to do, mm-hmm. but trying to find balance for that. I kind of convinced myself like, oh, dance will always be there. Don't worry, Brittany. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of like put my foot in my mouth because a lot of teams are going away. And it's so sad, like <sighs> not to bring it full circle and talk about the bad stuff again. Right. But I used to think that too, you know, there's no shame in going to school, taking a break from dance. A lot of people dance in college, mm-hmm. you know, and then come back and audition again. Dance will always be there, hopefully. <laughs> but it is something that's like a reality, right? The opportunities are not plentiful. And then depending on what that team is looking for and how you fit into that demographic, not even demographic, but those attributes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, some teams skew younger. You know, it, I just think you have to keep a pulse on what the opportunities are looking like, like what the trends are in the industry to know. Maybe it's a move to a different city to take advantage of like more opportunities or more options to dance. Like I wouldn't probably want to be in Seattle to pursue a dance career if I were trying to break into it. Portland seems to have more opportunities in my book. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, just in terms of things that are close. But it's just different considerations if you want to have a career in dance now. It's something, while you're also tracking how you can move and grow in your regular career, you probably also have to think about, okay, if I take two years off so I can do X, Y, and Z, you know, just kind of having an idea of what you have to keep an eye on for what that opportunity might be like to come back to dance. It's not that it won't be there. The circumstances might change. Okay, Makiba. 
Yeah. So can you have it all if you work hard and are willing to put in the sweat equity? Yeah. Hell yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I think you can have anything you want. I wouldn't limit myself, especially if I were looking at still having a dance career. I would just be willing to bust my ass from A to Z, whether that's busting my ass on technique so that I can get even more up to snuff where these people are in terms of the requirements to make a team these days, whether that meant, you know, really just having to put in the extra time to make it work with my job. I, I would definitely feel like it's worth it. If I'm chasing that dream that I've had, then that I'm doing whatever it takes to get it done. But at the same time, I probably would have some integrity with my shit because I don't think everything's always worth it. Like, I've quit stuff because it's not worth it to me. Like, I'm not going to be mistreated. I'm not going to be disrespected. And I know my worth. So those are kind of some three things that I feel like if it's not present or I'm feeling taken for granted, I'm willing to walk. And that's just based on my moral compass. And I'm not judging. I sound really judgy, but I have an opinion about what I would do in that situation. But I just think overall, it's great to have a job. It's great to have all these new opportunities, but at what cost? And is it compromising you in any way? And just trying to think beyond yourself at times to the bigger picture of the industry and the sisterhood that you belong to. And maybe it's worth it, maybe it's not. I just think you should be at least asking yourself some of these questions and making certain decisions. Yeah, and does it make you happy? Do you feel good doing whatever you're doing? And if the job that pays the bills doesn't, then find a different one. Yeah, because there's so many goddamn jobs. There's so many things. So many options. I mean, people are professional and, like, career baristas. Like, if you love making coffee, why can't you have both? Exactly. And I would also say, now that I sound like an old sage or something, but (laughs) I think one of the things that I've looked for in jobs, in addition to the flexibility to do seagulls, was also just, like, a company that stood for something. You Mm -hmm. know, like... Do I feel good working for this organization or does it give me an ick factor? Like, do I have respect for my boss? That's not always going to happen. You know, but as a broader organization or company, do I feel good about what they represent? Do they have values that, you know, flow all the way down from the top of what they're about? You know, are they walking the talk? And I think you start to crave that a little bit as you get older, too, because it's like you just want to believe that you're part of something bigger versus just clocking a nine to five job. And so... Me personally, these organizations that have gone through these changes in a way that was completely disrespectful of their dancers, I wouldn't want to work for an organization like that. I'm just being real. But, yeah, no, there is no but. I wouldn't. There is no but. There is no but because it's just. Well, we've heard about how they treat their, you know, administrative staff, too. Mm -hmm. And that should include the, you know, CEO, owner, all the way down to the janitor. Exactly. I mean, I remember when we would walk into practice, we said hi to everybody and treated them with respect. I think that was definitely expected. It was expected, and I was happy to give it. I mean, I don't have any judgment on no matter what position you have. Mm -hmm. And so if they're not even doing that to their dancers who serve that to their community and to their administrative staff, how do you think they're going to treat you? Exactly. I wouldn't want to be a part of it. Hell no. Best of luck to those who have taken those positions, sort of. (laughs) But but we're not feeling it. It's okay. I mean, we're in that position where we could say that. I think they probably picked carefully to try to get people who have a great reputation and that they think will, you know, make up for the fact or help people forget what they've done. But hopefully... They'll listen to this podcast by text some yeah. people. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm still not done yet, guys, on my little rampage. But <laughs> that's pretty much scared. <laughs> what? I thought we were wrapping up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We are wrapping up. We definitely wanted to end on a high note, and we got some locker talk, right? Heck yeah, we do. <laughs> 
Because we've already asked ourselves the drop in my kids' high questions. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. What's the craziest thing you've like oh. had to do? <laughs> I was like, wait, we stopped with the drop in like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've had to do like to get out of work, to get ready at work, anything like that? Ready go. I lied. That's not that's not a good thing to do. Oh, you lied? I said I caught pneumonia once. What? For what like <laughs> event? Was it that important? Was it Super Bowl? And I don't see you like hey, on TV, Como Four. I don't remember what the hell, but I said I caught pneumonia. You don't catch pneumonia. That's not how it goes. But, but you can develop it, right? Right. All the nurses out there are cringing. <laughs> They're gonna write into but the you, show. You don't catch it from other people, but you can get it. I mean, but where you find the next day? No. Okay. Well, then I find some. T- I don't even remember what the hell. I actually, like you, Brittany, have a little bit of a problem with authority, and I don't like asking for permission. Like, I don't want to have to tell you why I right. Do I got something. it. Like, I got my job. I know what I'm doing. I can schedule myself. And I don't want to have up. to tell you all the reasons why I need to be gone. Sometimes, like, I just want to just be like, I'm not coming in. So right. I felt the need to say something, and I made up pneumonia. <laughs> I feel terrible about this. Oh my gosh, what did you do? <laughs> Now I'm thinking about my last job, um, the one that made me lift boxes a lot. Yes. And I, I hated this job, you guys. Oh, my God. Now I can't even believe I'm going to admit this. I didn't out say it, but I was kind of like, there's certain times in a woman's life that they shouldn't be lifting heavy. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Like, <laughs> fill in the lines. Bye. And I quit. But anyways. Um, so I guess I basically <laughs> lied and said maybe I was pregnant. <laughs> Are we liars now? Uh, yes, oh my we God, are. We're freaking liars. <laughs> we're gonna get unsubscribed from. Okay, but no. But my locker talk is so many times. Like I am a pro at eating in the car. Like I could be driving to Canada. I could be a four hour drive. I don't care. Like I can put my makeup on. I can eat mm-hmm. salad. Like I can mix up a salad real good in the car. Like, while you're driving. Yeah, oh, while I'm impressive. driving. I think I learned that being a cheerleader. You just got to do things we, on the go. We sure as hell do. You got to right? figure out how to get that shit you on your. You got to figure out. Okay, go ahead. But one of my weirdest jobs that I think I've ever had, but I truly enjoyed it, was I packaged raw ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally wear or a hairnet, Laverne and Shirley style, like <laughs> seriously, like a cotton hairnet, gloves all day and whatever. Most of it was like shea butter and, you know, waxes and like these serums and whatever. But we also had pigments. And there was one called Black Carbon. And it was just the, it was. <laughs> It was just the floatiest little black powder that would go everywhere, so you had to package it in the clean room, right? Okay. So you would have to pre-label your bags, okay, like black carbon, you know, four grams, whatever. I felt like I was packaging drugs, honestly. (laughs) But I go in the clean room, and I had practice that night. It was kind of like whatever popped up on the list you had to package, so nobody was getting easy stuff or hard stuff. And so I had to go in the clean room and package black carbon my first time. And so my coworkers were like, okay, it's really messy. Like, you know, try to cover everything. (laughs) Try to suit up and just cover everything you got. So I put on goggles. Like I put on like this extra like scrub outfit and like did up my hair and everything. I was in there so long because you have to package a certain amount. So I'm in this room like all by myself, like probably listening to music and dancing and when I got out, like, 
I took the goggles off and it was just black. I was just, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was covered in this black powder and I had practice. And the only thing that got it off was hand sanitizer. And so I was like rubbing it all over my face and that just made it like moist and like spread all over. And I was trying to wipe it off and... Oh, my God. I think I got home from practice, and Anthony was like, what's that behind your ear? And there was just, like, black powder in my hair, and it was, like, the worst thing ever. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> just trying to imagine you. So oh. I looked like I was, like, swimney, like, chimney sweeping or something, and, like, hi, my day job is, like, off of Mary Poppins. It was bad. I remember you having to come in and use the bathroom, like, wearing scrubs. Yes. <laughs> you had to wear scrubs sometimes. I had to wear scrubs. Oh, shit. That was... Okay, that was funny. I, I can't top that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> it was such a fun job, but it sucked when you had to get products like that to package. See, I've had the weirdest job, you guys. I swear. Well, we are... I cannot believe we're, like, almost towards the end of season three already. We're almost at the halfway mark. But boy, oh boy, do we have some good shit coming. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, we do. I was going to say we should reveal a little bit. Oh, okay. Just a little taste. A little taste? A little, little snippet? Well, the next person we interview, she went through medical school while dancing professionally. Talk about a job. Yes. So that, was like, that blew my mind. I yeah, we imagine. should definitely give that snippet. Yeah. Dr. Brittany Craig is going to be our doctor, doctor. Give me the news. I got to I can't You're sing. making me sing. Oh, my gosh. But we're so excited to share that with you next. And, yeah, we've got some bangers coming to get us through the end of Season 3. But until then, definitely follow us on social media. <laughs> Brittany's looking at me like, don't fuck up the tagline. No, I was going to be like, and see you on the sidelines. But then you went in a whole other direction. Um, but social media. Thank you for all the new followers and Our DMs are blown up. Okay, I love it. It's like I know people are just giving us all the scoop. Like, I love it. Keep I it think, up. Yes, just keep the news briefs coming and tagging us and stuff. It's awesome. We're trying to keep our eyes peeled everywhere, but you guys also know the inside scoop on things. So help us out. We'll talk about it. We'll post about it if you want us to. And if you just want to vent, we're here for that yes. too. You know what I mean? We are. We're just your friends, right? We're just your friends. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so thanks. We love hearing from you. What we need to do is go after the NBA like the Beehive. Right. Oh. That's what we wanted. We should have had pink and black hearts all up and down that shit instead of the bees. I know. We really needed to like form an army and go attack. Like maybe. That was, was the idea behind it anyways, idea. is that you wanted it just to be like, oh my gosh, like. Even if you tried to escape the Pro Cheerleading Podcast or you this couldn't. open letter yeah. or just these dancers who are so upset about their programs being removed, you couldn't. Exactly. You had to, like, it literally sign off social media that day. That literally. was the idea. Literally. God damn it. Next time. I'll do it again. Yeah, I'll do it again, too. Let's go fuck up the Orlando Magic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Keep your eyes, eyes on, on the sidelines. sidelines. What's left of them? No, I'm just kidding. I won't. I'll cut that out. <laughs> oh, shot. <laughs>